You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Dolphin fans and welcome to the same old Dolphin show part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Kotzker with me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother Aaron the brain Aaron say hello to the people. Hello to the people. What's up baby you ready for the New York Giants brain what's happening. I'm ready bring it on. What do you got there? We got a little absinthe in there. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, we got a little uh, California Pinot Grigio. Oh, a little, a little Pinot Gris. A little Pinot Gris. No, not Pinot Gris. Pinot Grigio, not the same grape. How about that? Listen, you didn't know you were talking to Aaron the Sommelier over here. Aaron the Vintner. Aaron the Vintner. Look at this. The Vintner. Aaron the Brain Vintner. Whatever. Hey, this ain't wine talk, baby. We're talking Dolphins football here, and the Dolphins have a big Week 13 matchup, a date with Destiny, and also Mike Glennon. Date with Destiny? Is that what we're talking calling this game? (laughs) That's that's a pretty dramatic way of of uh, talking about an upcoming game about a visiting four and seven Giants team. Hey, it's exciting. The possibility the Dolphins could win their fifth straight game, go into the bye week on a five-game winning streak. That's pretty exciting. And going up against, you know, tall, skinny Mike Glennon. Glennon. Also Mike also might go, might be up against Daniel Jones. You know, we don't know. It's early yet. We Joe Judge playing mind games, talking about, oh, Daniel Jones is preparing for this game. He's going to play, even though reports are that he's got a neck strain. Yeah, I, I I would imagine having a neck strain too if I had to play on the Giants. Yeah, and, and it, to be perfectly honest, at this point, it doesn't matter uh, who the quarterback is because, I mean, you're either going to see uh, a less than 100% Daniel Jones or you're going to see Mike Glennon. Uh, we might even see Jake Fromm in this game. I would love oh. to see Jake Fromm in this game. Get the Jake Fromm to a Tungavailoa rematch. Let's go. Fire it up. Let's yes. let's go. We talk about getting the narratives going. Let's get that one. Let's set me up with some Jake Fromm versus Tua Tungavailoa at Hard Rock Stadium. Come on. Let's go. Absolutely. A lot of, you know, we get he's going to go up against Raquan Davis again and but I mean, we'll we'll see. Jake Fromm if, if Daniel Jones doesn't play, Jake Fromm will be the backup to Mike Glennon. In all seriousness though, does it really matter? Like, I mean, the, none of these guys are going to strike fear into the Dolphins' defense. That said, you can't overlook them uh, because I, I think this is a game where 
as long as the Dolphins defense comes to play, we'll be in good shape. But if the Dolphins defense slips up, they could put themselves in trouble because uh, on the other side of the ball, I think the Giants are pretty good on the defensive side of things. And I'm not sold that the Dolphins offensively are there yet, even if Devontae Parker manages to, to come play in the game. Although if he does... If he is activated and he is healthy, uh, certainly will be a huge boost, uh, to this receiving core. And I think will, um, as uh, JP asked on the comments here, do you think Parker playing will open things up for the offense even more? Uh, I don't know about the even more, but it will certainly, uh, open things up, uh, for, for other guys on the offense. Yeah, and hopefully it's something that comes to fruition. Devontae Parker back in practice, as is Michael Dieter, as is Greg Mance. So we, as of yet, we don't know how close any of those guys are to returning, but uh, the Dolphins have not designated any of them for return, but we could perhaps see them as early as this weekend. Remains to be seen. Other injuries on the Dolphins' front. Philip Lindsay, after making an impact, doing some great pass protection in week one, he is now a member of the Dolphins, so he's got an ankle injury and did not practice on Thursday. Uh, Trill Williams also didn't practice on Thursday. He's dealing with a hamstring. There were some limited players in practice. Jalen Phillips, Jalen Phillips with a hip. Uh, Rob Hunt is dealing with a back injury, and safety Brandon Jones has uh, an elbow-ankle deal that has limited him. Adam Shaheen, who missed the last game of the knee, was limited in Thursday's practice as well. So Dolphins a little bit banged up, but hopefully not to the point that they're going to struggle with the New York Giants. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to talk about that Dolphins-Giants matchup, the dream matchup with Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm or Daniel Jones, whoever it is, going to be quarterbacking for the for the Giants on Sunday. It's an eminently winnable game. And ultimately, you know, listen, we're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about what needs to happen, but it's all going to boil down to, are the Dolphins going to win this game that they should absolutely win? Or are they going to do the same old Dolphins thing and blow it and go into the bye week in a very disappointed state? That's ultimately what it's all going to boil down to. We're going to talk about it here on the show today. But before we go any further, a reminder, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Show is at Sam Old Dolphins. I'm at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. You should also follow at Dolphins Talk. Go to DolphinsTalk.com each and every day for all the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. And make sure you download, rate, review, and subscribe to the Same Old Dolphin Show on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts, really. We appreciate you taking a few moments out of your time to, to leave us that review and that rating. Really helps us out, helps other people find the show. So we appreciate you very much. Thank you all so much for doing that and for joining the community here and talking a little Dolphins football with us. So let's talk a little bit of Dolphins football brain on offense. We don't know whether or not we're going to get Devontae Parker bat, but what we know at this point is that Tua Tungavailoa is – Starting to click. He's starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm, and he's starting to play some pretty good football, at least over the past couple of weeks, which is a really good sign. And he that connection with Jalen Waddle is, I mean, kind of right now on fire, and teams are having a hard time stopping it, at least the last couple of weeks anyway. And so I'm expecting that we're going to see a lot more of that involvement of Jalen Waddle, just like being integral to the success of this offense this week. 
but the Giants have a tough defense. This is not going to be a walk in the park for the Dolphins offense. As as many, you know, as bad as the Dolphins or the Giants have been off on the offensive side of the ball, they've been a solid defensive unit led by former Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator who is now in his dream job, Patrick Graham. That's right. He's got his dream job. He left being the Dolphins offense or defensive coordinator to take his dream job as the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. I'm still not sure that I fully believe that, but, uh, you know, more power to him. He's doing a nice job. He's a good defensive coordinator and he's got the Giants playing well on that side of the football. I don't think there's going to be any kind of big changes coming from the Dolphins offense. Uh, they kind of are who they are at this point, uh, particularly on that side of the football, uh, which is the, the offensive line is shaky. It will be night. It would be nice if they got Michael Dieter back. So we don't have to worry about, the, you know, the center rolling snaps back to the quarterback. Uh, that, that would be nice. Um, and you hope that Bob Hunt is, is healthy enough to give it a go. I presume that he probably will be and that the Dolphins will, will have, uh, their, their normal offensive line out there. And hopefully Michael Dieter will just replace. Uh, reader at center and you'll have uh, an even better offensive line even though that doesn't really say much because this offensive line is still brutal with or without Michael Dieter um, but look they, they struggled to protect the quarterback so you're going to see a lot of the the RPO and getting the ball out really quick the thing is is that Jalen Waddle has been excellent at creating space quickly so that Tua can get it to him and Tua with his decisiveness and his quick release has done a great job of getting in the ball and getting in the ball on target. And so the Dolphins have been able to string together some drives the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, obviously getting the big play off of the short pass last week. That is really what you're hoping for, uh, out of, out of this offense because that's, that's, Using not only the speed of Jalen Waddle, but Tua's best, uh, trait as a quarterback, his quick release and his accuracy to hit him on stride and create big plays, even while not throwing the ball, you know, down the field. And that's really the only thing that's missing in Tua's game right now is the wow throws. But if he can make all of the easy throws perfectly, and allow his receivers room to run after the catch, then that, you know, makes up for a lot of that. And then if two or three times over the course of the game, whether it's a key third down or a red zone situation, Tua makes the big throw that he needs to make. It doesn't need to be a 40-yard bomb down the middle of the field or down the sideline or whatever. But if he can make that tight window throw, the big boy throw, like he did in the red zone on the on the Waddle touchdown uh, last week, if he can do that a few times a game when necessary, then he can be extremely successful. Not just successful, he can be extremely successful. It's just the margin of error because the wow throws aren't there is just smaller. But, I mean, if you're going to complete 80% of the passes... And you're going to get yards after the catch because the ball is on the money. Well, you can make a career out of that. And and so the question is, can he be consistent and can we clean up the negative plays that have haunted us? Most of the negative plays, not 
at this point coming from Tua, just coming from the offensive line, with whether it's just a breakdown in pass protection, a pre-snap penalty, a holding call, you know, those things are drive killers because, like I said, you know, the Dolphins offense is relying on consistently having to have these 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 play drives to get into the end zone. And that's just difficult to do on any kind of consistent basis. Yeah, if you can do it, fantastic. But it's going to be difficult to do. We got a question on Facebook from Andre who says, do you think the running game is going to explode against the Giants on Sunday? How would you define explode? I mean, how would I explode? How would I describe because, our running game exploding? Because I mean, runs they, they could yards. run for like 30 yards and explode in a bad way. And that I think would be more likely than us exploding for like 150. Man, man. It would, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it seems unlikely that the Dolphins are going to, you know, have their running game go off suddenly because this is just not a team that is committed to running the ball like that. And what, many of us envisioned as being the way that the Dolphins would execute their offense in the offseason while leading up to the season was we thought we were going to have Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle stretching the field and creating room for the Dolphins to run the ball. (coughs) Excuse me. And that simply has not been the case. The problem, and this to answer this question from Dylan Thompson, was there a timetable for Fuller? Not as far as I am aware. I don't think we're going to see anything from from Will Fuller he's uh, it just sounds like his finger was very 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 badly damaged and how he did that I'm not entirely sure um I I don't want to put on the tinfoil conspiracy theory hat but I think there's more going on with Will Fuller than than what anybody has said so far but you know the the plan was that this passing game was going to open things up for the Dolphins to rush the ball and they have not shown any kind of real ability to stretch the field and to do that and as a result I don't expect the Dolphins to you know necessarily unless they get you know lucky and are able to break it break a couple of big runs I I don't see this being a big running game for the Dolphins just because it's a reluctance they have a reluctance to even run the ball to begin with unless it's first down and they're trying to gain exactly two yards I've got breaking news uh on Will Fuller actually Yeah. Oh, what's the breaking news? Um, Live hold, on the on the YouTube hold. feed. If you're if you're subscribed to the Dolphins Talk YouTube, you're getting live breaking news about Will Fuller's injury. Breaking news, and this is gonna qualify as Aaron's hashtag one hot take. Uh-oh. We've got a timetable on Will Fuller playing. Never. He's never going to play for the Miami Dolphins again. He's not going to play this season. He might not ever play in the National Football League again. That, that's my hashtag one Hataki. That's my breaking news on Will Fuller. So it's not actually breaking news. You're just dropping a hot take here. You can call it what you want. I call it breaking news and hashtag one Hataki. Well, it would be breaking news if you got it from some sort of source. You're just you're just kind of making things up right now, which makes you, you know, you're basically, you know, you're a Twitter reporter at this point. Making up sources. We'll see. At me. <laughs> Right. I mean, it might also be hashtag fake news. Hashtag I mean, one Hataki, hashtag fake news, hashtag it doesn't matter because it's true. Hashtag where is Will Fuller? Hashtag real men watch Bravo. 
So you're saying it's more likely that Will Fuller the sixth plays a snap of football again in the NFL before Will Fuller the fifth does. Does he I don't even son? know if there is a Will Fuller the sixth yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't Fuller know if I'm willing to go that far. Uh, well, because just because I there I don't know that there's a Will Fuller the sixth, but um, something's weird there. Omar Kelly saying that he doesn't think Will Fuller even wants to play football anymore. Yeah. I think the team has moved on at this point. Um, yeah, well, I, I would come on. I mean, it, ten weeks now. You know, two and a half months for a broken finger. They're they're covering their tracks by saying like he he's destroyed this finger so bad. Come on. Come on, like yeah. Give, give me a break. There's yeah. something else there. Yeah, I'm 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 all out on Will Fuller. It's it's too bad it didn't work out. It's a waste of money. Hopefully they can get some of that back. It's it's a bad deal. But anyway, so that's it. That's the Dolphins' offense, and hopefully it's going to run efficiently on Sunday as they take on the New York Giants. And now, a quick word. From our very good friends at Manscaped. Because, gentlemen, the holidays came early at Manscaped. They're the leading men's hygiene brand, Manscaped. They just brought, launched new products, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, which, by the way, both of these products smell amazing. So I recommend them, gentlemen. Ladies, or I mean, gentlemen, you might have a gentleman in your life as well. If you're looking for a great gift, the shampoo and conditioner and the body wash, this is a good purchase. Okay. It's a really great idea. I mean, not, you know, maybe giving soap to somebody is kind of not going to send the message that you think it's going to send. But anyway, listen, this is good stuff, right? Get it for somebody. You go to manscaped.com. You put in the promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to save 20% off of your order. So it's great. Maybe you can buy a little uh, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner for everybody in your life. And not to mention all the other great Manscaped products, the Lawnmower 4.0, the the Crop Reviver, the... Uh, the crop preserver, all of all of the liquid formulations, you know, they've got all of the the, the the boxer briefs, the whole thing, everything at Manscaped. I and they've sent us, you know, to to try out. They've sent us some of their products. It's incredible. It's incredible stuff. I was actually using uh, one of their products. Got it. Gave myself a haircut last night on my head. For those of you who are not watching live, and I. Uh, you know, shave my head with the with the uh, lawnmower. Listen, it's a good it's a good tool. It's a good tool. So I recommend that you get the tool for your tool by heading to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. Save twenty percent off of your order and free shipping. Okay, so go ahead, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Dolphins Talk at manscaped.com. It's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code Dolphins Talk. Clean up your nuts. And make Santa proud this year. All right? Santa wants to be proud of you. So, you know, the last thing you want to do is disappoint Santa. You know? Santa comes to come to your house and he's all disappointed because you're all ratty down there. You know? Yeah, I mean, he comes down the chimney. It's all, you know, he's full of soot. The last thing he wants to see is is a mess down there. Can you nerve? Can you imagine the nerve of this guy to come down your chimney? He's covered in soot and dirt from every chimney around the world, almost. And uh, and then he's going to judge you 
for not using Manscaped? The nerve of this guy. Where does he get off? Well, he's got the present. He he's got the presence. He makes the rules. What does he think this is? Uh, what's he think this is? He thinks this. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I was gonna make a Will Fuller joke. I'm not gonna do it. Will Fuller. A broken a broken was, finger isn't stopping Santa. I'll tell you that much. No, absolutely not. Santa's gonna deliver whether he's got a broken finger or not. Will Fuller probably can't even use the Manscaped stuff because of his broken finger. Actually, he probably could. That's how good the product is. Even with a broken finger, you can still take care of your business. Anyway, enough about the Manscaped. Let's talk about what the Dolphins are going to do on defense. And here's the thing. Are they are they going to murder Mike Glennon on Sunday? Whether it's Mike Glennon, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Jake Fromm, uh, they're going to bring some heat. But ultimately, the game plan has to start and end with stopping Saquon Barkley, uh, because look, most teams have done a good job of containing Barkley on the ground. The Dolphins have been better as of late over this, over this winning stretch, defending the run. And, uh, that should be their focus in this game. The, the, the advantage that they have by having the, the talent that they have in the secondary, uh, by playing uh, a team with a quarterback that doesn't really scare you, regardless of who it is is that you can put eight guys in the box. You can dare Daniel Jones to beat you or Mike Glennon to beat you the same way you dared Cam Newton to beat you. And say for one play, Cam Newton couldn't beat you. And I would venture to guess that whoever the Giants have at quarterback this week is not going to be able to beat us either, as long as we don't beat ourselves and as long as we can stop the run. So stop the run. That's the key to this game. And then in the passing game, it's honestly like I'm not concerned about whether it's going to be, you know, Kenny Galladay or if it's Sterling Shepard or Slayton or whoever it's going to be. The two guys that worry me are Evan Ingram, and Saquon Barkley. So again, stop Saquon Barkley. Do whatever you got to do to take him out of the game. You know, not necessarily like, you know, in an injury sort of way. I'm not like, uh, what's his name? Greg Williams. I'm not putting a bounty on his head or anything. But I'm saying your game plan needs to be to take away Saquon Barkley and make everybody else beat you because I just don't see the weapons there on the Giants' end. So as long as the Dolphins can stop the run... And don't make any big mistakes to put themselves in, you know, in a position where they're playing from behind in this game. The defense, it should be a relatively simple day for the defense. It should be a stress-free day for the defense. Here's the thing, though. Saquon Barkley, not the Saquon Barkley that you're used to. You know when the last time Saquon Barkley rushed for more than 60 yards in a game was? Probably what his rookie year? It was 2019, week 17. He ran for 92 yards in that game against the Eagles. But I mean, this year it has been it's been a little bit of a struggle for Barkley. I mean, obviously he was coming back from the pretty bad injury that he had last season uh, with with the with the was the ACL injury that he had last season, and he came back and he he struggled. It took him a while to get going, and then he had finally seemed to be hitting a groove, and then in week five, he got that high ankle sprain, and that put him back on the shelf, and he didn't play again until week 11 when he had six carries for 
25 yards. He added six receptions for 31 yards. Last last week, he was a bit more active against Philadelphia with 13 carries for 40 yards. Also added four receptions for 13 yards. But this is not, I don't know if it's just been a matter of him being bottled up or what the deal is, but he does not seem like the same kind of dynamic player that he was when he first came into the league and in 2019. It seems like these injuries seem to have taken a toll on this guy. I think it's a combination of things. I think the injuries are part of it, but I also think a lot of it is just, look, what, like, I've said it, I've said it week after week after week, and I'll keep saying it every time we talk about these, these running backs. Uh, this is another example of a very talented running back that is not putting up big numbers. And is averaging less than four yards a carry because so much of the production from the running back position comes from the talent that is around you. It comes from the offense that you are in, the quarterback throwing the football, and most importantly, the offensive line blocking for you. The the Giants have a bad offensive line. As Dolphin fans, we know what it's like to have a bad offensive line. It doesn't matter who your running back is. If there's no lanes to run through, it's going to be a struggle to run the football. And then when you compound that with not really being able to throw the ball downfield, not having this dynamic pass passing attack, you're going to see heavier boxes. You're going to see teams say, we want to take away Saquon Barkley. And if they're going to game plan to take away Saquon Barkley, they're probably going to be able to do it because the Giants aren't able to make them pay for doing so. And that's that's why that should be that should be the game plan of every defense going into a game against the Giants until the Giants prove that they can consistently move the football and be a successful offense without the offense running through Saquon Barkley. So it's no different with the Dolphins and the fact that the Dolphins are playing better and better each week with more and more confidence should give us as fans confidence that they should have another quality day at the office on Sunday. They really, they really should, whether it's you know Mike Glennon or Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones is not proven to be a very good quarterback in this league. He does have the mobile threat, right? He has the ability to get up and and, and run, uh, you know, here and there. He, he hasn't showcased a ton of that this year, but he does have that ability. But, you know, if it ends up being Mike Glennon, which is the way it seems to be going right now, I mean, that's a whole other element of the offense that is just gone. So it's really setting up for the Dolphins to get the big win. And I, I don't want to deal with the narratives of the Dolphins might win a fifth straight game. And it's like in this fifth straight game, you're going to hear that the most impressive thing they did was beat the Ravens and everything else was they beat the Houston Texans. They beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. They beat Carolina with a washed Cam Newton. Uh, But you know what? At the end of the day, you got to beat the teams, the teams that are in front of you. And the Dolphins are in the process of doing that. So they should go out there and do it again on Sunday against the Giants. You got a prediction for this one, Brian? Yeah, I think that the Dolphins defense has another banner day. Um, I, I It remains to be seen if we're going to see Devontae Parker out there for the offense. 
uh, making his return. I do think if he comes back, that will be a nice boost. A, certainly an upgrade over guys like Mac Collins and Preston Williams. And I do think he's a guy that defenses need to account for. Maybe they don't need to double, but if they don't double, uh, Devontae Parker, you know that he's a guy that can make some plays on one-on-one coverage, even when he doesn't even have separation. And that's really the, the strength of a Devontae Parker. Uh, so it gives you the Dolphins an extra element in the passing game. I think it opens up space for Mike Kosicki. It opens up space for Jalen Waddell in the middle of the field. And it also opens up space for your running game, whether that's Miles Gaskin, Philip Lindsay, or Savon Ahmed. Uh, that said, it's difficult to consistently put together 10 plus play scoring drives. And I don't believe that this week is going to be any different in that regard. I think the Dolphins are going to have some success moving the football, but everything that we've seen this year shows us that the Dolphins at some point on those drives are going to, you know, have some negative plays that are going to be very difficult to overcome. Uh, we haven't seen the two a big turnover. Well, we, we saw fumble last week. Uh, we saw the bad interception early against the Jets. Not really uh, putting that fumble on Tua, are you? I'm I'm not really putting the fumble on Tua. It's just like it happened. It but it, it, it wasn't Tua's fault. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, anyway, okay. anyway, um, the Dolphins' offense as as a whole needs to limit the 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 negative plays. Uh, if they are able to do so, I do think they can put up some points, but this is a good Giants defense, and it won't surprise me if the Dolphins run into some struggles here and there and get stagnant. However, I do think the recipe is defense and special teams giving them short fields, and they've been able to do that the past few weeks in this winning streak, and this seems like another opportunity where they can do that. I think the Dolphins do enough offensively. Defense has a good day. And, uh, you know, they, they managed to get a comfortable yet not overly impressive victory. Uh, I'll call it 23 to 10. That is a very kind of, that is kind of what this Dolphins team has done over the last couple of years. They get these kind of, you know, solid wins that are not terribly impressive to watch. I mean, and they, you know, the offense kind of just does what it does and the defense, carries the team is how it's kind of been. And I suspect that we're going to see a little bit more of that again this weekend as the Dolphins take on the Giants. But I'm going to I'm going to go the the optimistic route. I'm going to go the the optimistic route and I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to collect going to going to connect a little bit on offense. Maybe some dots are going to connect. Maybe some things are going to click. Maybe Jalen Waddle is going to break one. and We're going to get a big, long touchdown, maybe two. And your Miami Dolphins are going to go into the bye with a 31 to 12 victory over the New York football giants. This is what I want to know. Four field goals from Graham Gano. That, okay. That answered the question. I wanted to know how the Giants were going to get to 12. Was it, was it six points and then a late touchdown and then they, they don't connect on the two point conversion or was it four field goals? Was there a safety in there? But you, you answered it. Graham Gano, four field goals. So you heard it here first. If Graham Gano is available in your fantasy league, pick him up. He just might get you a crucial win as you come down the, the home stretch of the fantasy regular season.
Boy, our fantasy league is a mess. We got 14 teams in the league, and how many of them are 6-6 six and six right now? I think there's like a group of six or seven teams that are all 6-6 six and six right in the middle, and then there's a couple teams that are 7-5, and five. I I, and I think the 6-7 and seven teams are all out of it at this point, but or the 5-7 the, the and seven teams, rather. But anyway, not to get into a conversation about our exciting fantasy league. but Or our exciting 5-7 and seven football team. Listen, I just want to uh, shouts out to all the people out there who who have a mediocre fantasy football team and who need to get big wins this week in fantasy Graham football. Graham Gano is your guy. He's going to get you over the hump. He's going to get you that crucial win and get you in on that playoff push in fantasy football. There's your hot fantasy football advice from all of us here at the same old Dolphin Show. All of us. All two of us. So, hey, thank you, as always, for, for listening and watching. And we appreciate every single one of you. We wish everybody a happy and healthy Hanukkah out there. We hope you've been lighting the menorah and eating your potato latkes and all that, all that stuff. You're enjoying a great holiday season. It's December now. The Dolphins went undefeated in the month of November. It was fantastic. So now we got five more games. Five more games. We got a we got a big game Sunday, then a bye. We get a nice off week. And then the home stretch with games against the Jets, Saints, Titans, and New England Patriots. And I saw somebody ask earlier, does they do that do the, do we think that if the Dolphins win out that they will make the playoffs? And I I, I will say this. The only chance that the Dolphins have of making the playoffs is if they win out. And I am still not convinced that if they do, that they will be able to make it happen. I just think there are so many dominoes that need to fall in front of them for that to happen that it just seems like it's an upward hill in the climb. But at this point, all you can do is win each game. Go In the, in the immortal words of Josh Heupel, Dolphins had to go 1-0 this weekend. All right, Josh Heupel. Forget who Josh Heupel is. The head. Coach I was just at the thinking University about his days as a as the quarterback of Oklahoma, and then I believe he was a seventh round pick of the Miami Dolphins. I That's forgot right. that he coached UCF. That's right. And then he then he went to Tennessee, and now we don't talk about him anymore, except for the reference that I just dropped to him on the show. So you, let's go, Dolphins. Got to go one and zero this weekend. Beat the Giants. I don't care how you do it. Just win. Let's keep it going. Let's go into the bye with a five five game winning streak, and we can be one of those rare teams that has a seven game winning a seven game losing streak and a five game winning streak all in the same season. Do we know how many other teams have done that? Hmm. I don't know. Why don't you vamp a little bit? I'll look it up before no, we close. No, you, you vamp. I'll look it up. <laughs> okay, you look it up. We'll see. I don't know. I can't imagine that there have been that many teams in the National Football League that have had. Winning streaks of five or more, and also a losing streak of five or more. I mean, you know, five games, maybe I could see it, but you know, and it wouldn't actually surprise me if the Dolphins have had winning streaks of more than five games and losing streak of five or more games in the same season. Actually, uh, I want to say that season that the Dolphins, uh, I believe they started nine and two and then finished nine and seven. They probably did. They probably had like a seven game winning streak and a five game losing streak, but I yeah. don't know. I can imagine. So, I, you know, I, 
it seems like it's probably not the most frequent occurrence, but probably not an altogether rare occurrence. Let's, we'll say this, if the Dolphins end up, you know, winning out, I mean, it's probably exceedingly rare that a team has had a seven-game losing streak and also a nine-game winning streak, which is how the season would end. Yeah, I think it I would be almost what. impossible. Well, that, that would have been that would have been the only way that you could have possibly done that is having one after the other in the, right. in the previous, you know, prior to this year, and only for so many seasons because there right. used to be a fourteen-game regular season. So there weren't right. that many years that you could even do that. Right. So I think um, it's probably incredibly rare, but we'll see. Well, I, I haven't found an example of it. So uh, I'm, I'm just we're going to have to leave this to anybody listening or anybody watching that wants to look it up. It, drop us a, a comment or or tweet it at us if you if you find any instances of this happening anywhere in NFL history. Yeah. What are the what are the what is the record for longest winning streak? And losing streak in this in a single season by the same team by the in same the same team. year, right? That's that's the question. And if we get the answer to it, I, I, I'm not going to give you anything, but I'll be very impressed. So let's figure it out, find it out, tweet at us at Amplified to Rock at Aaron the Brain. The show is at Sam Old Dolphins. Visit DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. We're over 2,000 subscribers. Huzzah! So join us on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell so you know every time we go live. Make sure you like this video. We appreciate everybody that has done that and continues to do that. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are found. We will be back early next week to talk about this Dolphins-Giants game and, and how that all ends. We'll be talking about it. And then I don't know what, what the rest of the week is going to hold. It's going to be a bye week. So I don't know. We might not do a second show next week or maybe we'll do a second show next week and it'll be a complete non sequitur. We'll be talking about, you know, we get, maybe we'll do a retro rewatch. Who knows? <laughs> we haven't done a retro rewatch in a little while. Maybe we'll- we only did one, but it was a, it was really a lot of fun. That, that, that was that was we did the uh, the last playoff uh, win right? playoff game. Yeah, the last play. It's the last playoff win. No, was the it wasn't game? the last playoff win. It was the last. Uh, no, I mean it wasn't the last playoff win because we won that game in two thousand or whatever against the Colts. But um, it and we won a few in like the late nineties leading up to that. But it was. Uh, it was a big win for Marie. It was the last time that the Dolphins made the playoffs where you really felt like they had a legitimate chance of making it to the Super Bowl and possibly winning the Super Bowl. And then, you know, it was the Marino versus Montana game and, and the Dolphins won and they looked really good. And then the following week they had that game against the Chargers and Stojanovic missed the kick at the end of the game we don't that, want to, talk to lose us that. the game and the Chargers ended up in the Super Bowl. Well, so uh, here's a, a note from uh, Efren, our good friend Efren at FinCuts. Uh, the 96 Washington Redskins started the season 7-1, and one, including a seven-game win streak. They finished 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't sound like there was a streak there, but we're going to look it up. We're going we're gonna to look it up. We're going to get to the bottom of this, and we're going to share it probably on Twitter. So let's, let's figure it out. We're going to make some history together here on the same old Dolphin show. So... Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do a retro watch next week. We'll see. We'll see what we want, what we end up doing on the bye week. But whatever it is, we're going to have a show for you here 
on the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So stick with us. And thank you as always for listening and following along. For now, take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest of all teams. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air.